We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative. I'm Jackie, and if you want to see real results and work with great humans to grow your business, then Impulse Creative is your agency, and I'm your contact. Reach out to me through our website, impulsecreative.com today, and let's chart your course for growth. From a website that will get results to helping implement a marketing strategy, we're here to help your business grow. Hey, welcome Wayfinders, I'm Dan Moyle. And I'm Remington Begg. We're so glad you're here. Man, for sure. Uh, so we're diving into season three, head first. Last episode was a great conversation with an expert in the, in the, in the industry, David Meerman Scott. And today we're turning the focus inward. We get to unpack our own marketing. So Remington, I want to know what you loved about this episode as we dug in. Yeah, so this is this is fun because like we could nerd out about this and I'm sure we'll have a couple others as we start to see everything un, unwind. Um, you know, I brought up uh, Velocity as a, as a navigational tool and I loved how, so I talked about Velocity for like forward momentum, but I loved how you actually brought that back around to aligning vectors as well and some word pictures that we did in the past. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun to, to be reminded of that and um and it's very true and then of course we talked about okrs but no one wants to hear me talk about okrs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it was that was that was really good I, I do love that word picture i I go back to that often when we talk about the team and everything so a couple of my points i took out of it were um i love how you talked about the return on effort we don't always know in marketing the return on investment because it takes time but if you're doing this quickly and you have that velocity, you're going to want to look at your return on effort. So look for that part. And then also earlier in the episode, you had talked about um, not being afraid to pivot, but then adding, mm-hmm. but it has to be more than just pivot, right? Pivot plus perspective of the last experiment. Um, so listen for that. Cause that, that is huge. So good stuff, man. This has been awesome. I, I appreciate being part of this um, for everybody listening or watching. If you want to listen on the go, remember we have audio only on your podcast player of choice. Uh, and if you want to watch, you can see each episode at wayfindinggrowth.com. Be sure to subscribe. There's a button there you, you can't miss and you'll get the latest episode in your inbox. So here it is friends. Season three, episode two, let's set that course for growth. Woo! Remington, man, it's season three, episode two. We are ready for this. Are you ready for this? Episode, or I'm like, episode three, yeah. No, season three, this is going to be good. I'm excited. Right. Uh, so, dude, so super stoked we had David on for episode one of this season, but now we're going to dive into Impulse Creative. Um, yeah. And talk about experience, obviously. So, like, uh, I was thinking, we had a conversation a while back that we just, we were unpacking a whole bunch of stuff, and I was like, wait, hold on, we should record this. So we're going to start over. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I want to talk about the experience of hiring about our own marketing and what we try to do. So let's talk first about where, where we started last year. I mean, obviously you started 13 years ago this month, actually. Sure. Uh, yeah. It's but great. last, <laughs> that's great. awesome. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, Thank so, you. So, so we I'm hired. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we are now officially a teenager. What does that mean? Yeah. Us? Oh God. <laughs> it's a whole different discussion. Uh, yep. So we hired, you hired a dedicated marketer last year. Yep. His That's name's me. Dan. <laughs> um, why and what does that do for our marketing right now? Yeah. So I think a lot of CEOs will be able to think about this. Like we, you know, like I joke with uh, Chris is one of our, one of our clients 
ask what his job position is. He says chief janitorial officer. Like he's actually a CEO, right? Um, when entrepreneurs, a lot of times when entrepreneurs start companies, they have many hats and then they have to prioritize the hats um, that they have to take off and pass to, pass to others. Um, and, you know, marketing was, you know, we're, we're an agency. So marketing for us is, should be relatively natural um, because we hire marketers to service clients. Right. And then the big shift of, with, you know, hiring you was the, okay. Um, impulse creative needs to be its own dedicated client. And so, you know, you operate in a lot of the, in a lot of ways, the same way that our marketers do for our clients, except impulse is your client. That's right. That's and employer. Right. And employer. <laughs> um, is it kind of, so I hear, I hear the cliche and I don't know if people even get this anymore. The cobbler's children go mm. with no shoes, right? So cobblers yeah. used to make shoes in a town, right? And sell them to their little market, right? Yeah. That's yeah, the whole yeah. idea. But their yeah, kids like, go without shoes. Right. Yeah. Or like tattered up ones, like, well, at least MVP. <laughs> right. Minimal. Yeah. There you go. Minimal um, viable product. <laughs> right. But yeah, you know, it was one of those things where um, we did marketing as a group for a number of years um, and still, still do to a certain extent, but, um, but it, it left us with some fragmented, conversations like the, the experience on the site was much more all over the place whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is you know still yet to be determined there's a lot of analysis that goes in but the but we had unique perspectives which was amazing but at the same time like the vectors were not necessarily 100 percent aligned in in the subject matter in the direction or in the next viable offer and stuff like that mm-hmm. so by the the thought process was you know, let's, let's actually focus on our own marketing. Like we would focus on our clients and that, that opened up with, okay, well, how much time are we spending? We took a very, very data driven approach, big surprise, um, to just measuring how much time each of the people, I think we had 12 at the time, each of the 12 employees had at the agency and how much they were contributing towards the marketing and impulse. And it got to a point where the adjusted billable rate was equal to a full-time employee. And so if we're taking, a, let's say we're taking an eighth of everyone's, um, you know, of everyone's time of their month so that they could work on impulse, why not make it so that that was dedicated to one brain being able to ac- actually execute in a straight line? Mm-hmm. So that was the thought. And then the other thought was, okay, take off some of Remington's um, things that he needs. Cause again, it was a hat that I was kind of like commandeering, but when you have more people, then more things are, you're pulled in more directions. Mm-hmm. And, and as good of a marketer as you are, your role is to lead the company. Right. Yeah. Working just, rather than it is a really important thing and it's hard to do. Yeah. But the good news is marketing was one of those like last, I'm not done for the record, but one of those last pieces that we really, that I really needed my fingers in every day. Um, now it's more like we get to have our bi-weeklies or, or twice weeklies rather. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So we, so that was the reasons you did mm-hmm. it. Yep. And now like how, so this is not a, a, an employee review, but no, like, like I'm, how's it going though? I mean, yeah. now that you have that, 
How are you seeing that change the way Impulse Creative exists in the marketplace? Yeah, so I think a lot of, there's been a lot of interesting things. So marketing, digital marketing, online marketing, whatever you want to call it, inbound marketing, um, changes the speed of light. Like it really, like what worked a couple of weeks ago when a platform changes might not work anymore. Um, you know, and so that's been one of those things over the past year. Or so that's been really nice is um, being able to react. Like the newsletter is a perfect example. Like we had the same crappy newsletter for a really long time. Um, it like, it wasn't, it wasn't remarkable. Like no one was like, holy crap, I love getting this newsletter. Um, but it did its, it did its duty and it, it just wasn't one of those vectors that was aligned. And the newsletter is a perfect example of something that was kind of like put on the rails. And, and then we have people like Sarah Bedrick, like, oh my God, I love this newsletter, which was just yeah. a really cool thing. And you commanded that. But there's other initiatives too. Like um, there's a lot of stuff that's not sexy, like maintaining content and making sure that things are working the right way that when you have 12 different people all contributing to no one's looking back and figuring out what actually was working the best. And now we have that opportunity here. So, um, so it's working well, I think it's interesting. Um, and it's just an ongoing struggle that I think any owner has or any manager really is getting the information out of the brain and passing it the right way mm -hmm. to anyone. Um, and so that's probably been my biggest struggle, but that's me. That's not, it's not you. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, so it's, it's been awesome. Uh, and I think what's really cool is that we get to market marketing to marketers mm -hmm. and I'm the marketer who does it. Yeah. <laughs> Super freaking meta. Um, and, but it, and tough. Yeah. Because marketers are aware they're being marketed to and a lot of times skeptic. So right. it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm the worst. Like, I feel like I'm the worst person to market to. Anybody sure, starts, sure. starts talking to me and I'm like, Roblox go up, yeah. we're done. Um, right, but then, right. But then once you gain my trust, I ain't go nowhere else. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Um, yeah. so, so we do this marketing to marketers about marketing. So we mm -hmm. need to be leading edge. Like you said a minute ago, I mean, today yeah. we, it, it's speed of light, man. So mm -hmm. we strive to be on that leading edge. What are we doing to live that when it comes to marketing and customer experience? Um, probably to your detriment, I say, Hey, we should blow this up. I say that <laughs> a lot to you. Um, no, I think, I think I love that we're not afraid to pivot, but at the same time, I think we're like students of it that we need to really start like, like having the perspective. And this is just, I think in general, having perspective of the last experiment we did, not just the experiment we're doing in regards to the context is really important. Um, I think that, you know, the, the different platforms that emerge, like, you know, we hired Josh Ames because um, MarTech stacks are becoming increasingly mm. more difficult to service and also help clients select. Um, but then marketing about them is a, is a whole nother thing. Like, how mm. do we, how do we talk about things? And, um, so I think we're, to answer the question, we are trying things. We're not afraid of trying things, but we're also not afraid of, afraid of leaving things if they don't, if they don't work. Um, mm -hmm. We've had a couple pretty good pivots this year. Happens to everybody. Happens to everybody. 
Yeah. But, um, but the fact that we're not doing some of that stuff, we're like, yeah, that was a fail um, is as valuable as those new, new ideas too. And you, you can't start something new if you don't end something like that's just the way it goes. Right. I heard that. Uh, Mike, Michael Stelzner said that Mm -hmm. in an interview and I was like, man, that's, that's great. And that's, that's what pivot really is about pivot plus perspective. I like how you said that. So, so as we're on that leading edge and we're talking about pivots and things that we do, um, the conversation that beget this whole Mm. conversation here, this episode was the idea that marketing and content marketing is just changing, right? There's things like, like we've talked in the last couple of years about things like pillar pages, which means you're basically giving everything away. Um, mm-hmm. you know, get rid of forms and only have a chat bot, you know, like via drift, right. um, get rid of gate gated content. You know, I think actually even David Miran Scott said it like, don't gate anything, just give everything away. Right. Like, Whoa, hold on. Then how can we do marketing? Yeah. So, so let's unpack that a little bit. Wh- yeah. Where are we right now in our thinking when it comes to content marketing? Yeah. You know, it's interesting and not to, not to raz, um, David, but give your whole book away right like there's got to be a line there's got to be a line there like are you giving away a free chapter like okay if it's a book but like agency from an agency point of view like we create a lot of ip and we create a lot of like really smart stuff we got a lot of really smart humans that are doing stuff and now what do you say we create a lot of ip what does ip mean uh intellectual property yeah. Gotcha. So good, good catch. So, you know, all of the, all the intellectual property, like how we do things, why we do things, how we do, um, I already said how we do things, but, but like how, how we would administer things, the strategies behind things, those, those are in a lot of cases, like what people pay us for. So finding the happy medium between that's one thing, but the other, like where our conversation started to go is um, the when you think of effectiveness. So if you look at overall conversion rate, and if all the people who say, you know, the tides are changing, give away 100% free content, don't even have a form, people reach out when they want. Is that actually true? Right, right. It, it might have worked for one person, but like, blindly following that might not also be a very good idea. Now, does it have less friction? Yes. But the, pers- the that perspective that I talked about earlier is one of those things that like we start thinking about and you get kind of stuck like, okay, I have that pillar page and it ranks beautifully and it's amazing. Um, but no one's like, they look at it and no one's scrolling or going to the next, the next, the next phase offer or going in the next direction. Well, we're replacing the people that hit on that landing page now tactically with like, Oh, let's retarget them with ads. Well, that's even more friction filled than getting them to fill out their form, fill out a form and giving them the actual stuff of value. Mm-hmm. So I think that like sometimes we marketers get, and we have to, cause there's a lot of change, but marketers get really excited about the shiny stuff mm-hmm. and, um, and the new methodology that comes out. And it's, and then at the same time, um, we don't actually do tactical um, analysis to know whether or not things were successful. Um, and so, you know, when you're looking at a website redesign, is it, does it mean, now I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying the use cases are like, you have to pay attention to those use cases, but is everyone bouncing or are they going to the next page or are they like, what's that Delta between that free content now and, uh, you know, prick your finger so that we know your blood type. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, consultation page. 
that's just, that's some of those things that are, where's consultation page or bot. Like it's, you know, going to be unique to that persona or that user even. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about business and business mm-hmm. is exchanging values, right? I right. give you something of value. You give me something of value. Hopefully yep. those values align. Yep. Social currency, you know? I call it. Right, right. So either I'm giving you money to, to do my thing that I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Or I'm giving you money to buy the thing that you've made. But either way, there's an exchange of value and it has, it has to match, it has to align. If not, like I'm getting a really, really good deal on something I'm really super, like I'm, I paid 20 bucks for a Ferrari. It's not going to happen. Right. Or I'm paying $500,000 for a Ford Fiesta. It's not going to happen either, right? Like right. there's got to be right value. Um, and so when we talk about value, especially in marketing, we're talking about things like emails and first names so we can at least talk to you as a human. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so we think of forms. Yep. If I, I have a piece of content I want to offer, I give it uh, behind a landing page, you know, call the action to a landing page where there's a form and then you get the, you get the thing. Right. Um, but what we talked about is we're making a shift right now and we're and like full transparency. We're in the middle of the shift right now. Yeah. We have testing. not, we are testing this. We are, we are trying to grow. We are, we're, we're looking at it. Right. Yep. But I love the idea that, that we're going to bring this to listeners and, and viewers. Um, so whenever you're listening to this, this might be a year later and it's already done and we're good. But like right now, as we're recording this, we're talking about changing instead of everything being on, you know, you have to give us a form for everything. What if we build this, this resource center that's like a community that if you, if you want to join that and see all this information and get it at your fingertips, like, you know, things like tutorials, like what Sprocket Talk does, things like mm-hmm. downloads that we have, we want to have this one form and done. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember you said at one point. Yep. Um, what do you, like, what do you think about that? Yeah. So some of that conversation, so I have this feels like a thesis now people don't want free content okay why is that search engines want free content Mm. right Mm. people people want now it needs to be discoverable in one way shape or form but like people don't necessarily want that free content they want valuable content they want like real authentic like it's not just someone else's stats that's pulled from other stats from other stats from other stats they want like real data real, real data is valuable. Like real information is valuable. So if we're just blasting more content out so that we rank for it or that pillar page is there and like the game is now like skyscraper page, let's make a competition as an 8,000 page, 8,000 word um, (laughs) pillar page. Let's make a 10,000 word one. You know, at some point there's like a lot of diminishing returns. And I think that, think that we start to go that route. Now, if you leverage brand, which I think is a very important thing, and, you, and you're putting out those authentic conversations in the different ways, like video or, or whatever the content uh, method is, podcasts, right? Mm. Then, then you've got an opportunity to start building that trust. And, and that trust comes through, it's not as much, but like going to your website to read about something has has trust there's a trust equation that's happening there just as much as filling out a form to get more info so i think like yeah people don't like filling out forms but i think my opinion is that they don't like filling out forms that they don't know what's on the other side and so it so the whole process the whole thought process around this around like a community is we've seen a small pilot with sprocket talk and it's like 
you know, six, seven times the conversion rates on other sites that we, that we're seeing. But if we say get this and 50 other resources, the social currency, the social value of that form submit is I'm going to get a whole lot of value and I'm going to get the thing that I need right now. You know, the premise behind it is that once you know who they are and they're in and they have an account, give them access to the stuff. But, but as a company, you should be able to know whether that information is actually valuable beyond just a visit. Um, in my opinion, like mm -hmm. giving that stuff to that user case rather than that persona, because someone actually like visited it and went deeper into your content is super valuable, but there's no way of doing that if we don't collect information and it, it could go beyond like, yeah, first name would be great. So we can actually say, say hi to them in a human way on email, but um, email so that we can actually send them the info or give them a login, but it can go even deeper into like, are you an agency or not? That's one of the things we do with, with Sprocket Talk. Well, if you're an agency, it's not because we're like, oh, we want to limit, limit things. It's if you're an agency, you're going to care about things in a completely different way than you would if you were just a normal HubSpot user. Um, and yeah. so that's where I'm excited with impulse is we get to really kind of prioritize content by user story because we're collecting a little bit of information to make the experience better. And that's, but then they don't have to fill out the forms beyond then. Now we just have little Amazon like actions that measure things. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can, I think the other thing too, that we talked about is that you can then still do like progressive profiling, progressive forms. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. You know, every once in a while or, or surveys, right? right. Send an email once a quarter. Hey, we would like, you know, we're gathering information on, on our community, on our tribe, on our people. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, here are some things that we know about you and you could use tokens for that. And here are some things and keep them not personal because I've, I've got that where it's like update your stuff and here's the last four digits of your social number. Wait, how did you even get that? Right. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, here's a few questions that we're asking our community and that begins to create a bigger picture, a more, um, or a, a more detailed picture of, of your community. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And then, and then you can, you know, you could, I suppose, especially with HubSpot create forms that have those progressive fields so that they're maybe they're not filling out a form every time, but every once in a while the form does have one more question because they haven't answered that one yet. Sure. Hey, hey Dan, I see you want to download our social media for business ebook. You know, that could be something like that. Ask, and ask a relevant question. question. Maybe, ask maybe a, that, you know, um, we, we did this with our inbound marketing ebook. We have four or five different versions where the context is different based on industry. Mm -hmm. So we can just ask what their industry is mm -hmm. and then give them, give them the relevant, you know, the relevant content. So, so if we think about being prospect serving, I, I want to say customer serving, but like the, the user serving mm -hmm. in regards to the information and, and, not try to, you know, Doug Davidoff talks about extracting value. Like don't extract value out of the equation, but like actually provide it right now. Like how you think about forms and landing pages and even a lot of how people are building chatbots, it, it's value extraction. If we create, if you work on a community and you're actually helping try and build that for in your community and you're actually providing that value, I think, and we've started to see a really great signal of success. Um, from a conversion rate standpoint. No, it's early. It's a long journey, right. but you know, that's, those are some of the indicators that we're looking at. 
And ladies and gentlemen, when your boss says that, you know, you have job security. So do that. Um, <laughs> it's a long journey. Right. It is. It is. A long journey. <laughs> um, no, it's awesome. And, and I think it's so interesting too, that when we talk about, you know, offering value right now in the last 10 years, that means we'll give away content then. Sure. But like, that's not exactly it. I mean, it is some, but it's also sure. creating this community, creating like mind, a like-minded hive of experts that can help each other. There's so much value you can offer. Um, so dive, you know, dive into that, folks. Um, yeah. So Remington, when uh, when we're looking at where we are, where we've been, where we're going, we, we ask our, our guests all the time. So let's talk about navigational yeah. tools, right? We always ask people that. So let's talk about our navigational tools. What are the navigational tools that are getting us to where we want to go when it comes to this? Yeah. So, I mean, one of our meetings today was revisiting our, you know, OKRs and like projections and actually, you know, the first step to unpacking the things that should be in our strategy. And you don't know what you need to dump if, um, if you don't have those guardrails on what success looks like. Yeah. And so we talked about OKRs before in a previous episode, but for those yeah. who haven't, this is their first one. An OKR is a, a tool that gives you your objectives and your key results Yep. And then it helps you set the say that's your strategy North star. So, all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now we have a spreadsheet that we operate on, but we also have a, um, we also have a 2020 roadmap um, document that we can, that if you're interested in hit us up on Twitter, we'll give it to you. There you go. Um, when, when we think about those objectives and the key results, it's really that roadmap on it's like hedging our bets, if you will. Um, on what we're looking to accomplish. And, you know, we've started from the get-go with thinking about, you know, Dan, you being on the team from a marketing point of view and, and Jackie on the, on the team from a sales point of view is really a revenue team, which creates uncomfortable conversations a, a lot because, um, because people aren't willing to talk about the lack of velocity, which I'll get to in a minute, or the lack of like, actual meaningful conversions meaningful in business a lot of times turns into revenue um you know people go where they're comfortable um but you know having okrs and having a north star and making it so that it can go as far as revenue like we broke it down by product segment now um you know it's a lot but it's also one of those things that like we could circle back three months from now and go shit we killed it in a good way or shit, we killed it in a really bad way. Um, or hopefully somewhere in between. Um, you know, so those OKRs are super, super, super important. So Google's got a whole bunch of information on OKRs and that other episode can be super helpful too. Mm -hmm. But the, one of the big tools that like, when I look at 2020, um, and I think separates the, um, the average from the, the ones that excel is velocity. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier without the term velocity, but if we have three months to do something and we, and we fulfill all the tactics in that three month period, we're not going to see the fruits of that labor until the following, the following quarter. So the faster that we focus and stack and, and implement and execute, um, even if something's not due until the end of the quarter, technically, the faster that we implement and get it out to the world, the better. And we saw, we've seen this, you know, I, back when I did daily videos, people were like, holy crap, you're everywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, I was doing a daily video, which they're coming back, mm -hmm. um, you know, all the way to all the way through to like Sprocket talk, you know, we, we 
out executed a lot of competition to a point where we climbed the ladder from a con- conversion standpoint really quickly. Um, velocity is really, really valuable when you think about things. And a lot of times in marketing, they think about it as like the number of pages that they get put out in a month and, and stuff like that. But you got to think about your velocity and doing it. If you've got two weeks to do something, what, what's the difference in yield of potential results if you do it on day one versus day 14 of that two week, that two week time period? Right. Right. I think, I think that that's a huge, huge differentiator that people often underestimate or don't think about. They just think about the tasks they got to get done. Yep. So velocity is the navigational tool. Is it really as simple as just getting shit done faster? Faster, faster. I, I think there's prioritization in that. And that's, that's where OKRs come in too. But like, it's, it's getting it out, like shipping it, you know, because that really awesome campaign could be amazing or it could be a flop. But if you wait till, if you use up your entire like roadmap on building it to make it perfect and then it, no one ever sees it, how effective was it? Hmm. You know, um, that's why a lot of times you'll hear about like MVP, minimum viable products. It's not because you want to crap your version of something, but a little bit of information about a little bit of a delivery is better than no information about something that could mm-hmm. be pretty critical. So, but yeah, yeah. velocity, I think is, it's underestimated and often not really talked about, but so important. How big of a part of velocity is what we've talked about internally too, about um, aligning your vectors. I've, at one point, one of our meetings, you used like fighter jets as yeah. a, as a word picture. Yeah. If your jets are aligned, man, they look amazing and they're deadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, and they're just amazing to watch, but like how important is it to align your vectors and make sure everybody's on the same page. The leader casts that vision, sets the mm-hmm. stage. That I would guess has to be important. Yeah, it's important. Um, when I think from the velocity point of view, I think of like, you have to start thinking about turning much earlier if you're going fast, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't wait till the last minute because, because you'll crash. Um, you know, when I think about that word picture about like aligning vectors, it's when you have multiple people on the team, that gets harder and harder to do. Because you got different people, different brains, different points of view, different opinions, right? And that that n- none of them may be wrong, but um, but it could be one of those things that could adversely affect the performance. But the velocity is really that. It, I think the velocity, it's it's like the opposite of procrastination. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like like the difference between person a and person b they both get it done by the due date the one that gets it done on day one versus day 14 in my opinion is going to see more results for the fruits of their labor right even if that's the only thing that they have to do um because they got a two-week head start on seeing what what it does and so Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's that's also my word for the year velocity so velocity excellent and and that's it's funny because the scientific definition is uh, the speed of something in a given direction. Yeah. And it, and it sounds to me like we're also taking it to the kind of the next step of not just a given direction, but a strategic direction. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can be fast in all these different directions, but it has to be an aligned velocity. So, yeah. And I love that. And, And when you think about like the OKRs and everything we talked about in the past episodes and what they are, and then you attach that velocity to it, like that's, mm-hmm. there's, 
a lot that's unstoppable there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Awesome. This is great stuff, man. Um, so, so we're, we're on that cusp. Yep. We're testing, we're testing this idea of a community, a resource center, you know, create your, uh, your, your, your login kind of thing. Right. Um, so in a few episodes, maybe we'll have to come back to it, maybe a few months and we'll, we'll check yeah. on how that's going, but it's exciting stuff. Um, if you could be a wayfinder for someone, mm-hmm. Mr. Beg, what would be your first piece of advice on this particular idea be? Yeah. So identify your highest return on effort. Return on effort right? Because a lot of times people go straight to ROI and in marketing, it's really hard to show ROI right away. Um, We have a lot of opportunity to increase conversion rate, but it's harder to show that direct ROI, um, you know, for some time. So if you look at what's the highest return on effort, you only got so many hours in the day or you only have so much budget to pay someone to do something. What items have the highest return on effort? And I just explained it to another uh, colleague. If you have $3,000 to change a homepage, you have $3,000 to optimize a conversion funnel like workflow in HubSpot, or you've got $3,000 to send personalized videos to a group of contacts, which one of those three things would yield $3,000 or more faster? I love that question. Now, let right. me ask this. Is that a hypothetical or did you actually ask that? Do you have an answer? Because I have well, an I actually idea. asked that question, but it, it, I don't have an answer. But it, but it comes, it, but it makes you think, right? It, because now you're forcing yourself to think about it as a business. Now, that shiny website, new website homepage could make things look beautiful. But is that going to yield a replacement for that $3,000 spent, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about it that way, it forces you to get critical about what is working and isn't. Um, is, you know, and a lot of times people are like, oh, well, we already have a workflow or we already have a homepage or we already have these videos. But identifying where that $3,000 could be best spent is really like that secret of that OKR on what has priority first so that you can start seeing that velocity. Awesome. And so, and something to think about too, as you're asking that question to yourself in your own business is what, again, we're talking about experience. Yep. Which one of those return on effort is going to be greater because it gives a better experience to your users or whoever. Mm-hmm. So think about that user experience too. So great yeah, stuff, exactly. Man. Awesome. I think we didn't hit on this. Uh, no, this I, great I, we could talk about this for the entire year. Um, right. It'll be fun to revisit. Excellent. All right. All right. There you go, my friends. Go to wayfindinggrowth.com to make sure that you hear uh, everything that we're doing, see everything we're doing. There's stuff there, additional, you know, show notes, whatever. So yeah. Uh, great stuff. Appreciate you uh, opening up the course, the curtain, man. Always fun. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend, give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.